My name is Anthony Fatsis and welcome to the What The Finance podcast, where we interview finance, trading, investing experts to help you understand current market trends and learn about the intricacies of new and existing assets. Hello and welcome What The Finances to another episode of the What The Finance podcast, where we talk to experts to help gain a greater understanding about what is happening in the world of markets, investing and finance. So on today's podcast, I'm happy to welcome Ran Arusi, who's a software programmer, algorithmic trader and founder of Tradeology. Tradeology. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I knew I was going to screw that up. So uh, Ran, thanks for joining the podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's uh, Tradeologics, by, by the way, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get through that. Yeah, I'll put Thanks. all the links. I'll put everything in in writing so yeah, uh, people can see. But I guess can you uh, tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and your background, and I guess how you came to founding this company? Yeah, sure. So uh, most of my, uh, I'll, I'll I'll back even more than I, I was planning to. So most of my life, I was a programmer. I started programming when I was uh, um, thirteen. Uh, give or take, uh, I'm 48 now, <clears throat> uh, so that's that's quite a long time. Uh, so this is was always um, a passion of mine. Uh, I always liked it, and always it made made sense to me for some reason. Um, but through my adult life, I was more uh, involved in uh, online advertising, product creation. Uh, for quite a lot of, a lot of years in uh, ed, the edtech space, where uh, part of what I did was to develop exchanges for online media and kind of all, all sorts of tools that serves uh, millions and millions of users. And um, at kind of a, some point, I had uh, I had a combination of a forced hiatus due to my uh, daughter's illness, which is uh, uh, all good uh, now, by the way. Uh, plus, I've kind of lost interest uh, a little bit in online advertising and the fact that uh, kind of uh, Google was my unofficial boss uh, when everything related to, with everything related to edtech, and kind of shifted, shifted my focus slowly to the financial markets and to trading. This was almost ten years ago, and um, I remember when getting started, uh, I came from a very tech um, tech savvy industry. And I was expecting that um, you know the world of trading would be a lot uh, similar to what you we used to seeing in the movies. You know, there's all sorts of graphs and stats and uh, uh, you know fast fast paced uh, world. But I realized that uh, this is really not the case. A lot of the work is still being done in Excel. You had to build your own infrastructures, and it, it's it's kind of a mess. Um, so I built my own infrastructure. I, I I dabbled a little bit with the kind of manual or discretionary trading. And I very quickly realized this is not for me. Uh, I still remember the day that I lost, uh, I think it was close to $3,000. And it was not the amount that I lost. It was the speed of speed of which I, I lost it. It took like a second. And I realized, you know what, this in a second, I can't even react. So I'm not I'm not going to even try. And then I kind of moved my my focus to be fully automatic. Um, and, um, yeah, I created stuff for myself, released, uh, everything that I've created as an open source library, um, and kind of, kind of gained traction from there, uh, to this day, I'm, I'm getting like, um, a, a, quite a lot, um, of downloads every month. I think it's, it's all right, uh, five or 600,000 installs every month. Uh, and this kind of got me, um, exposed to other pains that people are kind of facing in this financial market. And. I wanted to create a platform where I can just focus on 
um, you know, on on writing the trading strategy and not on the infrastructure layer and not on the coding side of things. Um, you know, when you write a blog today, you don't build a website from scratch. You just focus on writing content. And I wanted to have that same type of experience for traders. Just focus on on generating alpha. It's, it's hard enough to come up with good trading ideas. Uh, you don't have to add, you know, data science and big data and then then the, and infrastructure to to the mix. So that's that's kind of how the idea came uh, to be of creating a platform that will let you do just that and just gives you uh, the the tools that's like Lego parts to build your own trading infrastructure that's right for your specific trading style. Yeah, it's really interesting. So I guess if we step back and uh, how would you define so that because I'm you know you mentioned algorithmic trading there and I guess. It's going away from, you know, traditional fundamental and just trying to do it yourself and uh, having your own strategy. So I guess how would you define algorithmic trading? Um, okay, so I think the, the the main clue is in the second word there, which is trading. And uh, I think we need to differentiate it from, from investing. When you invest in something, you do it for long term, you invest in your belief in the company, the sector, whatever it is. But when you're trading, you don't really have um, any eye don't really have any specific interest in in the company that I'm trading or in the cryptocurrency that I'm trading. I, I don't hold any kind of ideology behind my uh, decision making. It's mostly based on uh, you know either price action or uh, behavioral um, um, the way the market and people behave um, to certain news events, to certain uh, price action. Um, based on volatility, so that that's kind of uh, that's kind of how I look at algorithmic trading. It's essentially, if you want to really uh, um, not dumb it down, it's kind of sounds sounds harsh, but if you really want to simplify it, it's just a set of rules that uh, the computer follows uh, for you. Um, when you when you do any sort of discretionary trading, and when you kind of learned. Uh, starting to learn about this, you read everywhere. You know, you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan and stick to it. And a computer it, it can can do a better sticking to the plan than a human <laughs> than a human can. So that's uh, that's how uh, that's how I view this. You think that's the main advantage? I guess yeah. A lot of the time, with training, it's more psychological, and it's actually, as you said, it's like if you're losing lots of money or if you're making lots of money, it's about not making the wrong decision. And that can be a lot right. of the times when people either sacrifice gains or make losses. So do you think that's the main advantage of algorithmic trading? And is there any other advantages that you personally see? Well, there are several advantages. First, uh, the, the main advantages, yeah, for me was that, um, you know, I don't have to stare at charts all day and look for the setup. Uh, because if the setup is not there and you're not very disciplined, uh, and I admit to be <laughs> not to be a v- very disciplined, then you start imagining that the setup is there for you, and then you're starting making decisions. You just, you know, you find yourself, hey, I'm sitting here for four hours already, nothing happened. Let me try and do something anyway, and that's that's going to be a huge mistake on your part. Um, so that's that's kind of the main advantages uh, uh, that that I see algorithmic uh, trading or anything that you can automate or do a computer. It just frees you of that bad decision-making um, and uh, and that human, inevitable human intervention that goes into this. But the other really uh, um, gr- 
I mean, enormous benefit of algorithmic training is the fact that you can scale. Um, you can, um, if you have a good strategy or you have a good bunch of strategies, somewhat okay strategies that together, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're making a really good one. Um, but if you're, um, the fact that you can scale, that you can have some strategies that only works on, I don't know, during or around Christmas. Um, so you can set it to, to run in that period. Or if you have a strategy that only works on Wednesday, whether they are announcing the, the oil, uh, um, uh, levels, then you can, you can schedule, uh, schedule that as well. And if you want to, if your straight trading is working, you can spread it out on to multiple brokers, multiple exchanges without opening more and more charts. And if it's really working well and you want to scale up, then, uh, you know, just, just, um, add a, add a zero to whatever amount of, uh, of shares that you're buying or selling. Um, so it doesn't require you to have more offices, more people, more, it's just, it's just a number on the game. And, um, and that's kind of how, how you should all kind of almost look at it as just points in a game rather than, uh, you know, rather than real money, because then, then you can really start, start losing a touch with the, with what's happening. Yeah, I think that's what, one thing that's attracted me and I guess a lot of people to investing in trading. It's, you know, the scalability. As you said, you don't need any more uh, resources. You don't need to spend any more time. Once you're actually successful at it, it's, it will just scale itself and you're basically doing right. the same work as long as you've got a successful strategy. Exactly, exactly. And some strategies uh, are not going to be able to scale. I mean, uh, uh, the amount of return on investment you can do with a $10,000 portfolio or a $100,000 account is not uh, going to be as great as what you can uh, do with, uh, let's say, a billion. Uh, just the, the uh, you're losing agility and... Um, so, so it's different. So especially for kind of smaller operation, people and, and smaller funds that are working with, uh, um, you know, with smaller accounts and smaller in this area could be like $50 million that, that, that's still considered to be a very small fund, uh, or very small operation. Um, so that, that's really, uh, is a great way for, for those, uh, um, for those types of, of, uh, businesses, um, uh, and people to, to scale because, it gives them that that ability to go in and out of the market almost unnoticed and uh, really see high returns on investment. Yeah, because I was looking at your website and I think I was looking at like the different plans and it was like one of them was like 150,000 trades a month or something, <laughs> if yeah, I'm not correct. Yeah. yeah, and you know that just blew my mind. So I guess is that sort of how it can work where it's just you, you're in and out of yeah i mean as, as an individual without an algorithm you can never execute 150,000 <laughs> trades a month that's just not going to happen uh but a computer can uh so even if uh and a lot of uh i'm not that i'm suggesting that a single person can become an hft firm but uh if we look at that um at that type of infrastructure they're making lots and loads of, of trades every day uh for pennies a trade uh but it, it adds up uh so yeah uh you can either say i'm i believe in apple or tesla whatever it is and just buy and hold for several years and hoping to make a lot of money uh or you can say you know what i don't really care i can make um you know um a fraction of a, of a percent per trade but I'm, i have lots of trades every day uh and again it adds up at the end of the day and, and that's just fine 
Yeah, I think a good example is uh, Jim Simons from Renaissance Technology, which is quite a famous investor. And he, right. I think a lot of his stuff is algorithmic. And, you know, his goal is basically to make it, you know, statistically as basically he's, he's only going to win 50.4% of the time, maybe. Right. And the more right. trades you have, the more likely you are to get that outcome. Basically. Exactly. Exactly. And and I find that a lot of time um, the algorithm should focus less and less on uh, on the entry. Um, you know, you can look at a chart, you can find a lot of good entry points. It's just, and now you just try to figure out, uh, when's a good time to exit. Uh, so your exit strategy is, uh, is no less important, if not more important, uh, than the entry and the risk management. Um, uh, it, I mean, the risk management goes into a lot of things is the, to the position sizing is to whether uh, or not to invest in a certain market at a certain time. So that there, there's a lot of, uh, things that goes into, into it. The main idea that your algorithm should be focusing on is just make sure that you live to play another day um, because as long as you can keep the lights on, time is your friend. So that's just kind of how you should how you should be looking at it and not try to make the, the 100,000% uh, uh, trade, but just make small ones every every few minutes if possible, but at least every few days. Yeah, if you look at, you know, I, I mentioned Jim Simons there, who's thought of as one of the most successful traders and he makes a 60% return every year, which yeah, is, it's amazing. yeah, which is, it, it's amazing. But then I guess some people, they want the thousands percent a year, but you just have to think about it and uh, compounding over a long time. It's exactly, exactly. There's a great book, uh, The Men Who, who uh, Beat the Market or The Men Who uh, Solved the Market. Uh, yeah. uh, it's, it's an amazing book. I really recommend reading it. It's about uh, Jim Simons and his, his whole career and approach. And you, you can see it, it took him a while to be as confident as he is. Even he thought uh, quite a lot of times of intervening with the algo when uh, he had uh, kind of a bad periods of time. But at the end of the day, just if you have a strategy, you have to trust it. Uh, you have to set your kind of the catastrophe stop losses in place. Know that, okay, I'm going to sleep now. And tomorrow, the worst thing that can happen is that I'm going to wake up and I'm down 2%, 3%, whatever it is, 10%, whatever it is that you're feeling comfortable with. Try to ignore it. Worst case scenario. And just within those parameters, just let the computer do its thing. Trust your strategy. Yeah, and he was a math. Yeah, I actually read that book as well <laughs> over the holidays. And yeah, it's crazy to think you know he's a math genius, but it still took him ten years to actually figure, really figure out and start making those returns. So exactly, it, it does take a bit of time. So I guess if uh, if someone's listening to this podcast and they're like, "Yep, I'm sold. I want to become an <laughs> algorithmic trader," uh, how would you recommend people get started? I know you've mentioned your platform, but is there sort of any other way that they could, uh, yeah, get started? Um- yeah, I think that uh, the 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 actual platform I and mean, what we have is not necessarily a trading platform, but rather like a cloud platform that's designed for traders. Uh, but I think that uh, um, it is secondary to the to the idea. You have to first come up with a good trading hypothesis, um, which is okay. I think that. I don't know. If a stock is down four days in a row, I'm expecting it to go up for at least half a day, uh, either reversing or doing some sort of downward slope. It could be a, a theory, uh, just as simple as that. Um, and now, now you have to go and test it. So that means that you need to make sure that, uh, you have a good simulator. It's called back testing. You're able to, um, kind of run an what if scenario. 
Uh, so what if I ran this strategy with those rules? And those rules are a stock has to be down three days in a row. I'm buying it in the morning and I'm selling it at the end of the day latest, uh, at the latest. And let's see that with this rule, um, how would I have performed over the past 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is that, that you're doing. Um, you need to go less and less um, uh, into the history, the the more frequent your trading is. So if you're trading based on a minute level data or an hourly level data, you don't need to test 30 years back of uh, historical data. But if, but if you're trading on a daily uh, strategy, then yeah, you need as much data as possible. It's just to make sure that your results are statistically significant uh, before you can make any decision. So run this back test and whatever the results are, there's a lot of uh, uh, things that you can learn about how to perform a good backtest. But um, once you have your backtest, whatever the results are, you do not go and change a few parameters and, and run it again, because that's the data mining. That's making sure that you're kind of fitting the, the parameter to that historical period. So either backtest uh, on, uh, on a different period every time with different parameters or on a completely new data set. You cannot just, uh, uh, just keep changing uh, and, and mocking about on the same, uh, uh, the same data set. If everything works great uh, and the backtest looks promising, and you're okay with the expected drawdowns that you're going to experience, um, then now it's just time to make sure that uh, you code it up, you connect to the brokers, and uh, and um, yeah, really get the strategy up and running with a small a small account. Um, again, depending on the frequency of the strategy, you can either go live with a larger account within a year or within two weeks if you're training on a you know a second level strategy so you need you need to have that statistics as well and that confidence really shine it allows you to do to have um um to code your strategy in pretty much any language that you want and connect to any broker and uh make sure that you have the you know the the, the market data and all the infrastructure that you need in place to, to do that um but the first thing is make sure that you have that uh you have that good training idea and you understand why it's working uh so simply testing out gazillion different uh, parameters and and finding a good one without being able to explain it um it could work but it, it most likely uh, will not work into the future yeah it makes sense and are there any any resources for back testing uh that people could use um yeah, I would probably start with uh, kind of uh, the world's favorite, uh, the books uh, by um, Ernie Chan. Uh, so he has three great books. I actually have them right here so I can really tell you the, the exact title. It's, uh, yeah, Algorithmic Trading, uh, it's Machine Trading, and Quantitative Trading, the three excellent books. I would also recommend Systematic uh, uh, Trading Book by uh, Robert Carver. I, I really liked it. Um, and in terms of online resources, um, you know, YouTube, online communities, we have great community. If you go to tradelogics.com forward slash community, it will uh, drop you in our, um, in our Discord server and you can, you can ask around and you can consult with people and you can find uh, great resources. Um, but yeah, I would, that's part of part of the work is to make sure that you find something that works for you. Because if I'm having a blast with Forex, it doesn't really mean that you're going to have a blast with Forex uh, um, or with crypto, whatever it is. So you need really to find your specific uh, niche, uh, uh, frequency that you're comfortable with, um, 
a number of assets that you're comfortable with. So it's really about going through an, uh, an experimentation period uh, if you're just starting out before landing uh, on something. So you need to be prepared for at least like uh, three months of just bombarding yourself with lots of entities, YouTubes, online courses, whatever it may be. Um, and a lot of trial and error with your own uh, coding skills and uh, just look at charts, find, try to find a pattern, test it out using code. Um, and and then once you kind of gather that information after three, four months, start sift through it and uh, and find the thing that, that kind of made the most sense to you and made, looks promising uh, moving forward. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's a great uh, way to start. So I'm sure you've talked to a lot of people about uh, algorithmic trading and, you know, some of them might not have great understanding. So are there any misconceptions that you get quite a lot that people have about it? Um, it's not a black box. Uh, so it's an algorithmic trading. It, uh, again, at the simplest form, it's just a computer doing whatever it is that you told it to do. Um, it's not going to do anything for you. It's just going to do it faster uh, and it's going to do it reliably. Um, so it's the fact that you're taking this strategy, uh, and just turning it algorithmic, uh, doesn't, doesn't promise anything. Furthermore, there are some caveats that, uh, it's very hard for a computer to, to come up with, um, with subjective opinions about stock market. So like stuff like, um, head and shoulders, uh, patterns or stuff, or, 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 um, it's it's very hard because it's very subjective. What uh, if you are seeing a shoulder? Um, the, the computer sees numbers, um, and if you're checking what the slope of a chart, uh, then you need to make sure that you're looking at it at the exact same resolution at the exact same time frame. Otherwise, you're going to look at different things. You know, just look at the chart and zoom in and zoom out. It looks completely different. So you need to make sure that um, you're working with very hard. Uh, data and not with the subjective kind of opinions uh, towards the market because an algorithm is not going to be very good at that. Yeah, I guess that could be easy that you, we have assumptions that we think are straightforward, but a computer doesn't understand that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's important for, for that. So, um, you know, I, I guess we've talked about opportunities. We talked about how people can get involved, but is it is it possible that a retail trader can create an algorithm and make money and I guess compete against high frequency traders, uh, trading organizations, or are those not the people we're competing against? You're, these are not the people you're competing against. Um, uh, let's, let's start <laughs> with that. So yeah, there's, there's absolutely no way in my opinion that uh, a retail investor can compete with an HFT firm uh, at their game. Uh, you have to come up with your, with your own game. Uh, that, that means that uh, again, do not try to trade on a tick level or in a sub-second level data. Uh, you're never you're never going to be the fastest. Even HFTs are never the fastest. It's an it's an ongoing effort uh, on their part to to stay uh, fast enough uh, in order for them to trade. So you need to come up with a trading strategies that make money based on alpha, not based on speed. So that that's let's start off with that. Um, I would also say that I. From my experience, the um, I took I, when I started, I wanted to see the action, so I started with you know tick uh, uh, based bars and then to minute level, and now I'm trading daily charts, and and I'm very comfortable with that, and uh, and and um, you know there's there's a lot less action, but 
it's much more uh, consistent results uh, that that I'm seeing. So I would um, I would say that really don't try um, uh, to compete against HFTs. That being said, the retail trader most definitely has um, um, a, a, an awesome chance if they have a good tra- trading strategy to to make money because they have more strategies available to them. As I mentioned, if you're managing a fund with a billion dollars, you cannot trade a lot of the strategies that you can trade with a $10,000 account. You're not even in the same game. When you want to buy 10 million stocks of Apple, you have to spread it out over days and you have to make sure that people don't really notice what you're doing. And whatever it is that there's a lot of things that you as a real trader don't really have to care about. Um, you know, if you're if you're buying ten thousand uh, shares of Apple, which is quite a lot, um, no one would notice or care. So you're you're not moving uh, the market. You're not making any impact. So yeah, you have a lot more chances of actually getting those hundred percent a year strategies uh, than pretty much any hedge fund, uh, just because you're you're smaller. <laughs> so that that makes you more agile. Yeah, definitely, which is a uh, definitely an advantage. So, Ron, thank you so much for your time today and uh, sort of explaining algo trading. So, I guess uh, my last question is: uh, what what was what is one message you'd like people to take away from our conversation? Um, it's it's not rocket science. Uh, it is it, it can be very simple if uh, if you break it down into uh, you know take the problem, break it down into smaller components, and then you you can come up with the realization, hey, that my algorithm only has really two important rules and one occasional rules that works better in, uh, I know, in volatile market. Um, and then you, then in my opinion, you're probably going to have a, win- a winner. If you have an algorithm that needs um, like 25 different if-then rules, mm, I, w- I, would, I would retest it at the very least, if not stay clear. Yeah, simple is normally better, especially with strategy. So, uh, exactly, Ron. Thanks again. Uh, if someone wanted to find more out, uh, find out more about your work, where would the best places be? So, I know you know you've mentioned the website. Is there anywhere else? Yeah, I would definitely encourage you guys to uh, come off and and test and play around with Trader Logics platform uh, and see what we can offer you. Um, depending on whether or not you're when you're listening to this podcast, you're either going to sign up to the waitlist or the platform we're right launching it right now so uh really in the next few weeks um and it's been um two years of hard work so yeah trade the logics trade plus logics that's kind of uh how uh, you might remember it.com um and i really hope to see you on the platform and in our community as well um yeah that that would be a great place to start yeah definitely exciting times ahead for yourself i'm sure you'll be very busy uh, so Ron, I'll put that all in the description below, but yeah, thanks again for your time. Not a problem. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe so you're notified when new podcasts are released. I hope you're leaving with some great value about investing, trading and finance. See you on the next show.